0: Issues are getting exposed for a better understanding
1: on a daily basis. All I'm trying to say is that within function local government from 1999 till death, we have never been to the Senate, leading to critical social, political, and economic conversations by those who matter.
0: If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone, so it is his turn to chop. Oh, today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the
2: timidity,
1: the audacity to talk. To a governor who still produced, produced the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be the governor. The best journalist as seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As at the time that Sarno left office, that was in 1983. There was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Fader and Gilbert Joseph as the talk to those that matter to enable you grapple with the issues weekdays. Five to six p.m. on Nigeria at sunset on J101.9 FM. Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to the program, Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Joss. My name is Ponsak Fanab. It's a beautiful Tuesday evening, 23rd of uh, May, 2023. Gilbert Joseph is here. Good evening, sir, and how was your day?
3: Lovely, lovely day, really. Um It's been an interesting last 17 hours and... We just can't wait to get talking, I believe. Good evening, Ponsak, and good evening to our listeners.
1: Yeah, well, good evening. I can see the PDP guys and the APC guys, they are all, you know, (laughs) uh, there's mott slinging. While some are celebrating, some are saying... I I mean, by the way, I have this question to ask. Why will she, to buy me, continue writing, you know, for Generation Next Campaign Council? I thought that the campaigns are over. If I was seen, for example, I'll, I'll, I'll ask, Dr. Nanta, I'll say, please, could you give me a job as your media consultant, <laughs> so that I stop, you know, carrying this title of a uh, spokesperson operation, uh, generation next campaign council. Campaigns are over, you know. And uh, I want to believe the PDP dissolved its campaign um, of course, structure. They've dissolved. You uh-huh. uh, so I, I mean, not only any right-thinking party will know that, you know, because the essence of the uh, structure is strictly for campaigns, and campaigns are over uh but you know uh I- interpreting what happened today in court i mean uh, I-, I don't want to <laughs> i don't i don't want to speak to the issues but i, I just want for tomorrow we we're going to invite a, a legal expert you know to help us to understand uh what happened but uh well uh i i think that the apc has scored an own goal <laughs> you know uh because they wanted to play the fast one but the ptp said you know that uh, we understand, you know, uh, Latifabemi, the lawyer, I mean, he's a lawyer of Dr. Nentawe, mm-hmm. the governorship petition tribunal here in Plateau State. Mm-hmm. He applied that the matter be heard today. Uh, and then, as against September twenty third, twenty third, and be, you know, uh, at Sem- September twenty third, I mean, it's going to be all of the tribunal will the hearing end. would have. Uh-huh. so completed. the matters will be at the level of the appeal, mm-hmm. and what he did today was that okay, give us this time so that we hear the thing today. Uh, I mean, so that he's going to give some kind of boost to APC and its supporters, you know, in Plateau State. Uh, but uh, the PDP lawyer said, you know, we've already agreed that this matter will come up 23rd of uh, September. Why bring it in now? I'm not ready. And the court said, well, it's true. Uh, they were even surprised, you know, to say why was the matter in a call-up today. Well, but yeah, yeah. it was learned that Latif Agba and wrote a letter uh, to the CG and requesting that the matter be brought up today uh, just to protect his own soup, you know, to own, to his, you know his food. Uh, but unfortunately, the PDP, I uh, you know the, the clerk of the court has to inform the lawyers of the PDP to say, ah, that your matter. Is matter is come up to the to hearing uh-huh, today. Uh-huh. So it's like ongoing. So any decision that uh, will happen at the tribunal, uh, because the APC want to hinge on the judgment of Justice Kunda uh, that Shitubami wrote, Kaunda, you know, that's the name that he wrote in that hurriedly uh, put up a statement, he said uh, Justice Kawunda, no, it's Justice Kunda, K-U-N-D-A and not Justice Kawunda. Well, Pastor, well it's, it's very interesting, very really
3: interesting, and I like, you know, the whole interplay, and what we're seeing right now. In truth, in truth, and fair enough to Latifagbe Agbe sn um there's nothing outlandish about what he's done in jurisprudence, it's fair enough. And Professor Martin Shapiro, right, who propounded the theory of political jurisprudence, said judges, at some point in time, prioritize the politics of issues rather than unbiased judgment. And I like the fact that the Supreme Court justices, in their wisdom, and in order to, you know, just wash their hands clear, decided to do the right thing, which is that this matter be heard on September 23rd. But you can't separate politics from law anywhere in the world. And I think that's the angle from which I want us to be fair to him. But uh, like you rightly said, it's an on-goal, unfortunately, for him. And, well, there was something I heard about a certain political party pursuing illusion. And I think, basically, um, well, the next coming days would really be interesting and they would help us to understand these issues better. But let's look at, again, the last judgment. That the PDP had in its favor the gentleman from Langtan, who filed the suit against the PDP, and the High Court quashed the. Um, the, the did they even respond to?
1: You know, they you said uh, you are not a party to this suit. You know, you didn't contest Thank in you. the State Congress. Congresses. So, so why concern? are you
3: why are you bringing this whole thing uh-huh. up? So that was the last we heard of. The issues surrounding the PDP and its structural or party primaries issues and all of the Congress issues, I'm going by that judgment. It means that the PDP has a strong standing in this whole thing because that's the last, the head of the PDP in court. And if anything, that's what the tribunals will also rely on. Let's not even go into the details of these issues. Yeah.
1: Well, but uh, for me, you know, as a journalist, it's interesting to look at, you know, uh, all of how the Yipolika, some APC members are, you know, happy with the statement put out by Shih Tubami. By the way, where is the – why will the APC, you know – always you know want to follow is the pdp that has taken place to court so what is concern the APC, apc that's interested allow you know the party i mean it's simple now Waiting you Una. you know the apc the pdp took place to court challenging exclusion from local government election in 2021 you know you know and pdp has uh they won at the appeal court one and they lost out you know well, it's going to be an interesting, interesting. you know. Let's really let's let not uh, make any yeah, subjudicial you know, uh, statement. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. But uh, I think that the APC, you know, they played the fast one, but you know, the court in its own wisdom, like lawyers will say, I think that I may have to get a law degree, you know, Gilbert. Interesting. I'm, I'm really, really. Well, well, that's something um, we have to, and we've got to recommend this to
3: ourselves. Yeah, here uh, yeah, in the I, studio, I, you know. I, I really would love to
1: take, you know, get a law degree, <laughs> maybe from uh, I don't know. Yeah but uh let's play this insert I mean a gentleman a great friend of mine uh sent me this recording that he you know heard in Mangu a local government I mean they are reported killings you know as we speak in Mangu uh, and some people who are there—they uh, are here in the studio—to tell us exactly what's going on. Unfortunately, doctors are on strike. Uh, that's the National Association of Resident Doctors. Uh, but we learned that uh, the governor, alike, has mobilized—you know—some medical personnel uh, to give care, you know, healthcare to uh, people there. So uh, we're going to hear from them. And I learned that uh, indigenous Muguful doctors, you know, have risen to the occasion attacks, you Interesting. know, to, uh, and some good. Spirited individuals have volunteered that time to uh, take, you know, aid and you know, relief Give their expertise, you know, there. When we come back, the show is going to continue.
4: Stay here. This is the sixth day when this incident started, and from that day, nobody within Panyam has gone to sleep since two eyes. Every night is a night of fear all over not only within the environments here 281 families have been displaced 21 people have been buried. six villages there's seven villages now there's no single house standing maybe some few people were able to sleep was yesterday when our youth said they are up to the task to protect and defend the lives of everybody well to be honest just Two days ago, the day before yesterday, I saw a sign of the security. I thought they were very brief, at one point. And then yesterday, I also saw a sign of the presence of the security. I think it was because of their presence that some people were able to sleep yesterday. Even the people who are gathered here the day before yesterday will spend the whole night crying. Then some few minutes. We saw the security coming. They went to some of the points, not all the points, but uh, there was some calmness at that point. Now so the people who serve as our security, sir, our young men, who just come to guard where the IDPs are gathered, we we've seen their presence very briefly at some points. And then yesterday they spent some few hours, some hours, yeah, at the junction here, but not where the IDPs are. We have asked our people around to bring food in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evenings. And when they are tired, uh, those of us who are leaders here, we do our best. And then feed the people with what we are able to one. get to keep them. Yesterday, I was saying, uh, we have come to a point that we may not be able to do anything again. Exactly.
5: Yeah. We pray that the government will do something.
4: Amen. Amen.
5: That's our hope too.
1: Yeah, well, glad you're still here. The program is Nigeria Sunset. My name is Ponsak Fana. And my name is Gilbert Joseph. It's the People Station J101.9 here in as Well, we have three guests. We have uh, Dr. Daniel Mesha. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming.
6: Good evening. Thanks for having me.
1: We have pharmacist uh, Kim Jerry Bot. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming. Good evening, Paul Sak and Gilbert. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and we have uh, evangelist Paul Gintry-Woodyama. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming. Good evening, Plateau State and Nigeria. Well, uh, as it is, Yenzu, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. But because I, I love to speak out mm-hmm. as it is uh, now, people, students who are writing like in Mango, I don't know what's, what's oh. up with them. What's going on? I don't know. Anytime I think that this is rainy season, I'm a platter, I'm from Plateau, and I know how our people love to work with their hands, you know, for their livelihood. They can't go to farm anymore. We have 20,000 people who are displaced in their ancestral home. It's not a war situation. Someone came, you know, to their homes with the sole intent of killing them. For for reasons best known to the uh, person doing the killing, Dr. Meshack, you are in Mangu today. Uh, talk to us about some of your uh, observation, and especially as it revolves around healthcare needs in Mangu.
6: Okay, uh, thank you very much. Um, yeah, like you said, we're just coming back from Mangu, and the situation there is really um, is sad. Uh, it's a situation that will bring tears. To the eyes of any person who is who has empathy, and anybody who really believes in humanity, because um, right now, as it is, it is in, on records, we have over thirty thousand people that have been displaced. It's even thirty thousand. Yeah, 20? you know, it keeps increasing because yeah. villages are still attacked and people are still moving uh, from their ancestral ancestral homes to other places whether with their family members or oh, to IDP camps and then the number of orphans and vulnerable children uh, also on the increase and before then we were there on Saturday because um, the governor-elect put up a team of medical experts to go and make an assessment of uh, uh, make a needs assessment at the different camps and uh, we went there and what we saw first of all We were shocked to hear that there is no government presence in that camp. There is no support as as of today, absolutely no government presence. Absolutely, there is no support from state government, even from the local government. I'm talking about Sema, Nema, Nema, Sema. There is no support as it is right uh, as of today. We're just living there just about an hour ago. There is no such support. All the support that you're seeing is from individuals, from uh, religious organizations, from groups. You know, they are the ones that are coming to provide us support. As when we did the assessment, first of all, we've discovered that most of them are living in non residential uh, uh, shelter. Uh, and you public find schools, public, and, you know. In you know, fact, they were in some buildings before they were now shifted to. Just some few days ago, they were sent to public uh, schools, and they don't have blankets, they don't have mattresses, they don't are, are not covered from the elements of the weather, and also water supply is uh, uh, is also a nightmare. Food supply, in fact, for me, that is one of a pressing concern right now. You see, small children. Most of our children, you know the statistics shows that over 40 percent of children in plateau are stunted. That means they have chronic malnutrition. And then you are exposing them to a situation whereby they don't even get the normal three-course meals that they are used to in their homes. And so you can imagine what the situation. We have pregnant and breastfeeding mothers there. We also have people who are elderly, and they have their own peculiar health concerns. Nobody is talking, considering that. We have people that have chronic diseases. When we say chronic, we mean long-standing. This is like hypertension, like diabetes, even HIV and the rest that need to be on drugs for survival. These people left their homes in a hurry, they didn't carry their drugs, they are there. Nobody is giving them any attention. And that is to tell you, I feel that, our people deserve better than this. Our leaders have forsaken their people in their times of need, and I don't know which leader will do that. Okay, it is so painful. I've been shedding tears for because of what I saw there. A leader should love his people. You can't be outside your people. In fact, and it is in times of crisis that we need a leader to come. Even if you need, need to come and talk, and it's not that you're going to solve the situation, but a leader, one of the things you do is to sell hope to the people. In times of crisis, you are supposed to be there. But what we had is silence from our leaders, deafening silence, and it's so painful that our people are subjected to such conditions. I mean, it is. Mangu local
1: government gave Lalong 75,000 votes in 2015 to make him governor in 2015, but uh, I think he has neglected Mangu at you know, critical point of need. Uh, we can understand, you know, because uh, the Biron people, you know, uh, voted otherwise. He said it with his mouth, you know. Uh, that's why local government elections weren't conducted in uh, part of uh, uh, where Biron people, you know, are. So, I mean, we we'll understand the mind of a leader from his action. Just like English would say, action speaks louder than voice. Pharmacist Kim Jere. I mean, what are some of the needs before we come to a uh, historical perspective from Evangelist Paul Gindry Udiyama?
0: Just the way my Brother, my friend, Dr. Daniel Mesha spoke in sincere anguish. This is not the Mongol local government I grew up in. I actually grew up in Gindri, uh, At the point where we were taking the need assessment, one of my major concerns was the little children below the age of five. Hmm. As a matter of fact, they formed the vast majority of the IDPs, followed by you women. You know, I hate
1: that word, but I can
0: not do anything. You know? Yes, followed by, followed by women. Then the aged before men. Of course, uh, men are out there defending the land. Ponsak, we practically saw illnesses on their faces. We saw severe malnutrition. We saw acute malaria. I was even pointing my hands on a sickle cell anemic child Hmm. that needed help. I mean, that kind of child is not supposed to be subjected to that kind of condition. One of the things that struck my heart was the fact that as at 11 a.m. that were there. They've not had their breakfast. 11 a.m.? Yes.
1: Everybody in that camp? Yes.
0: We had to quickly find a way around it for them to get... We just tried to, you know, improvise something like kunu for a few of them to take not all. Because we couldn't... We cannot we couldn't just take care of all of them. The first camp had over 500 of them, or 539. Before we moved to the next camp, had about 413. Before we moved down, you know, as at this moment, the last IDP camp we came in was in FAN, that had cohabitation of persons who are both biram, Mugavu, Igbo, Christians, Muslims, in that camp. And all I can say is humanity has been trashed. Humanity has been dumped in the bin. Well, I, I would just be calling on individuals, groups, religious bodies who are well-spirited to just support this cause. Wow. Um, that's why Barista Kale Mutwang saw the need and he quickly if you see the urgency, for six days now, I know that we've not slept. Just trying to see how we can get all this. And we've been able to take whatever it is that he has, that he gave out to us. We've delivered it today. At least our minds are partially at rest that those IDPs will sleep well today. Of all the classrooms that they were moved into today, we just saw one mattress. We took the pictures.
1: One mattress? Yes, one.
0: One So out of the mobilization that he gave, we added to other contributions. We were able to get mattresses. We got 40 mattresses. We got 16 mats. We got water reservoirs because we put into consideration their health and all. And then we got drugs. He gave us, we got drugs worth 400000 naira, And we're able to attend to their clinical needs at the spot. So we gave them those drugs for both prevention and and, and curative reasons. All right. Well, it's uh sad.
1: Yeah, it is painful. Uh, Evangelist Paul Gendrey wouldiam. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I. You're from Mang'u yourself, so yeah, I, I mean, am. I mean <laughs> just uh, why 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 you, will someone you know just wake up and you know say you know, I don't I, want I to think, see your face? I think um it. we need to look at the problem
2: that we have now from a historic perspective, mm. where are we from and where are we going to? That's the truth. Do we know the marauders that are destroying us? They say herdsmen. I would equate it to the exact thing that happened in the 1800s during the conquest in northern Nigeria that forced my tribe to be even more precise, Fiam, Ron, and Sayawa people to be precise, to even leave Gobir, which is Sokoto state, to come down to Plateau state to settle on Gindri, to be precise. And over time, you look at these are things that kept happening. But when the British colonies came into play, the Fulani herdsmen or the Fulani at that time, which the caliphate knew they had no capacity to confront the British, uh, the British Empire, they went low. And their agenda for the conquest of Nigeria stopped at that point. And they said, okay, how can we move ahead to, to do this? So they played along with the British, which predominantly us on the plateau here are predominantly agrarian. Mm. That was what gave room for the Hausa Fulani to come in during the mining period. But we had the Egypt people come in first.
1: Last set of economic immigrants to
2: Plato, by the way. Thank you very much. So when, as, at the time that they came and they started all their, their work, because we dropped down our tools to go to the farm, so the British felt we were not reliable, so they brought those guys in. And today, constitutionally, it became a problem for us as a people. Some of them have settled here. But there has been something that has happened in that particular region of Plateau State, over time, before the British came, we used to have the human trade, which predominantly, when you have outcasts in an,
5: uh,
2: a society mm. or someone that is a thief, he was handed over mostly to Fiam people to sell to Fulani people for the trans-Northern Atlantic uh, trade at that time. So now, if you look at our map very well, there's a town or a city or a village that is next door which is called uh, Nabuto. Which is a heavy camp for the Fulani. Most of these attacks that we have on the plateau is orchestrated from places like that.
1: Yeah, but do you have any uh, strong evidence? You know, when you
2: go out there, when you look at it, you see
1: no, no, no. But no, no, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Well, see, no, no. You should you should give evidence to say okay uh, on so so date. You know, this what happened. Well, I I don't have dates of her today.
2: But if I go to my books, I check my records, I can give you dates and tell you exactly this has happened. But over time, we find out that, okay, we've lived alongside with these Fulani people peacefully. That's where we have this tribe, which is called uh, Rumada, because it's a mixture of Fulani people and slaves that we have within our our local government. That is in Gindri. Yes, in Gindri. We call them the Rumada people. I know my history very well. So at this point in time, we've lived alongside these people and we've done well with them. We've done trade, we've done business with these guys. But at the end of the day, even the Fulani you have in Bauchi today that have settled, like those kind of Fulani that have settled in Bauchi, have been displaced because they see them as not pure blood. The same thing with plateau people. I'm a vet. I go around. I treat animals for Fulani people the same Fulani we used to treat animals for before, we don't treat them today. So we can't even go out to do the outreach we used to do as a vet, because you see new set of people that we don't understand who they are anymore. So that's the complexity that is happening. And you notice that from the national plan that has been designed, which we had the first national, second, and the third national plan, which was ended during Shagari's time, there has been no national plan. And most of the grazing routes in Nigeria that has been de- developed during the national plans, cities, villages have been built on those places because there's population exp- expansion in Nigeria and all of that. But just saying Fulani people or herdsmen that are marauding people, because I know they're, they're good Fulani people that live alongside us. They understand Marauders that come in in the disguise of the herdsmen to do all this destruction, they still look at Nigeria at at the Victorian times, they don't see it as a new perspective. So I believe as a state, we should be able to say at this point in time, where are we going to? We should have a state plan. Our governors should start moving for a new national plan to address such issues because we can't afford to have our people being destroyed like this. All
3: right. Yeah. Dr. Mishak, yeah. I want to take you to a terrain My gut feeling tells me you'd be so uncomfortable with but you just have to address this issue frontally. And it's the fact that the deputy governor is from Mangu local government, and he was part of a delegation that last week visited some of the villages, I want to believe, attacked, as reported in media circles. Was it just for showmanship, or the report you're giving us tells that their efforts weren't just enough and that they were handicapped.
6: All right. Uh, thank you very much. Yes, um, the deputy governor led a delegation uh, to go and visit uh, those places affected and also the Mogavel people. But since that visit, we haven't seen any, anything from the state government. And for most of us, we feel that sending the deputy governor who is also from Mang'u? Who is also mourning exactly. his own people? That his people are being killed and being displaced, and sending him for me it shows how insensitive it is because there are sensitivities in this matter. Let us be real, you know. But even at that, even if you send him and cause him to make uh, pledges on behalf of government, then. It should be backed by actions. But as it is now, the people are left to fend for themselves. And right now, it is the Mugaval Development Association that is coordinating this response. That uh, people, because while we we're there, many um, uh, groups were coming, donating foods, um, donating clothes, donating other things. In fact, while we we're there, some group of young women came and donated some uh, medicals, uh, health, uh, the drugs, and the rest you know so that's just what is happening and you know i, I i'm so worried my village is panyam and as we're talking just 2 days ago one of those uh, village in the panyam district was attacked houses were burned people were killed and funny enough the security have been the security yeah. ag- uh, agents have been there the kerang air force base which was set up to address insecurity. It's just not up to a 10-minute drive from that uh, base to to, to Panyam. But you could see all these things keep going on. In fact, when we were there on Saturday in one of the camps in Panyam, we had over 500 people to, uh, there. But when we went there, there, the people were not up to 100. What happened? They had to leave and run away for their lives. And that has to tell you that Even as of today, there are still threats of attacks. So where is the security agents? And a government in this situation is supposed to do two things. Protect the people that are legal citizens and then go after those people that are killing those people. And I have not seen any of those actions being taken. And I want to speak based on facts, what I'm seeing. And if it is going on, let us know it. Because people are being killed. People are running. In fact, as when we just came back, we have that there are IDPs in Panshin. Over a thousand right now. And they are stranded. No food to eat. It is left for the churches around. For the goodwill of people. And I must really appreciate the uh, communal or brotherly spirit that is seen in plateau people because uh, people that are not and, and the rest they are taking people into their homes and fending for them but they can't continue for long and they are not able to cater for everybody so I am just calling on government that this is a time to do the writing I always talk about the love caution of a leader a leader must love his people. If he cannot love his people, then he cannot lead them well. And I'm so ashamed to say that our leaders have not demonstrated that they love the people. They are just there for the gains, pecuniary gains they will get from just serving in the office. But in terms of loving the people, I am telling you, there is no leader. I was shocked to see our, 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 our the leader of the state going to Niger State to collect an award. If your people are being ke- killed, you're supposed to be there with them, showing empathy, mobilizing resources, giving 52 million naira to a university. When you, people are there hungry, you left them with nothing. What kind of a situation is this? In a, in, in a sane climate, people will not accept this from their leader. What has happened to us as a people? What has happened to our humanity? We need to ask ourselves.
3: Okay. Francis well, Jerry. Yes, sir. Do you agree with his first response regarding the delegation sent? And you heard what Paul Gindry said. And that's the effect that all of the grazing routes have been shot. But in this same country, there was a time when the Ruga um, grazing route was being proposed. And we saw the sort of criticism that greeted that proposal. What exactly are we up to? And the government appears to have found, you know, an alternative in its wisdom. Through the um, Ruga, you know, I'm struggling to... Yeah. <laughs> but that happened in this same nation. And then we saw the backlash. Where do we go from here? Could there be an alternative thinking?
0: Okay. Um, I will first of all agree with uh, Dr. Daniel Meshak. Looking at the delegation that was led by the deputy governor, as a matter of fact, one of the IDP camps is currently in Pushit. I don't know what he will have to say about that. Maybe he will have to lead another delegation or whatever. I don't know. Talking about grazing routes, you see the issue here about the grazing reserves, if you see how workable they are in other countries like Israel, like uh, India, okay, and some parts of uh, Europe, if you see how effective they are, you understand the economic benefit to its government. But you see, the way ours was done, there was very poor consultation. There was very poor involvement. And so the people are feeling, they are already looking at this as a suspicious move based on the fact that we have happenings that are currently ongoing that are really truncating the peaceful coexistence of the people across ethnic lines, across religious lines, okay? And that is completely an offshoot from what we have heard from history uh gilbert it's it's a very sad scenario that uh that is i 'm sorry to say that that will not work for us that will not work if we will talk about an alternative way to solve that there are various ways we can do that to have peaceful coexistence uh, first of all uh let 's have the our our leaders standing in for their people let 's have people not going into I among mean, leaders not be not becoming unnecessarily complacent let 's have uh, followers also And people who live within the neighborhood Not necessarily compromising Let's also understand that peace is our business If we don't live peaceful If we don't live peacefully with one another If we don't coexist with one another If we don't want uh, to, to actually have values That will make sense in the, ne- in the future I assure you we are not ready to coexist And we are not ready to get things workable What I saw in Panyam today I cried Is this a Panyam I, 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 I drove past like four weeks ago oh, no, it's really deserted. Panyam, if you see the farmlands that are already supposed to have been farmed by now, if you know Mangu very well, we don't joke with farming in that place. I'm not from Mangu, but I grew up in Gindri. I grew up, this man's late father was my neighbor in Pumbush Kaswali. okay? So we know this is farming season for us. You heard what Ponsak said. We use our hands to make, to make a meaning out of everything we do. But I assure you, Gilbert, nothing is happening. Just a few people on their farms. I complained. How many times did I complain to you, Dr. Daniel Mesher? That sense. people are not on their farms. It's very unusual. Very, very unusual. Curfew doesn't solve this problem. You could see clearly. Okay, now, let me give you an instance.
3: Well, a curfew is even, you know, applicable in the bushes. Yeah. When you declare a curfew, I suppose that it's just on
0: the highways or so, you know. So why is the curfew exempting some other people? Alright? Why is the curfew exempting, see, uh, Gilbert, in the real sense of it? If we look at the way things are going, all right, there is a true disparity between those who are attacked and those who come as the attackers. Some of the things that the people tell us at the point where we went to see them, they are mentioning that the assailants came and were quoting political statements. I wouldn't want to mention it on air, okay? But I'll tell you the truth that those ones are against the collective value of the people because those, those, those comments were very bad. They were sad. They were very biased. And it tells you exactly where these issues are coming out from. All right? So maybe when we put them together, we'll make a submission to you guys and you know what to do about it as journalists. Okay? Aha. Then the final thing I want to say before I drop this is that I am calling on all plateau citizens. It doesn't matter your tribe. It doesn't matter your religion. If you are a lover of peace, let's rise up. To the occasion of what is happening. There are things we must reject, there are things we must repel, anything that will affect our 5, 10, 20 years from today. We must walk. all stand and walk against it. And this is one of it.
1: All right. Well, um, w- would yes. you
2: like to, you know, make some... You know, just, to, just to add on the, the Ruga project mm-hmm. that uh, never saw the light of day. Uh, to be precise, it was flawed. Why is because they never looked for people that studied animal production technology to give their input into it. They just did it based on the Victorian times, based on the first national plan, which the grazing routes were designed to, to empower a certain set of people. I tell you that the future for cattle in Nigeria is called a feedlot system. Even the Americans don't do ranching anymore. Because it's expensive to manage, it's hard to, to run. We, they run feedlot systems. If they don't know it, if the government don't know it, we can help them design that. And I believe... What does that mean? A feedlot system is a compressed kind of, uh, what do you call it? It's a compressed type of ranch, which takes about maybe a hectare of land that you can have at least 1,000, 2,000 cattle. Sitted on the same place. You do zero grazing. They don't go anywhere. They are treated well, and they, they put on weight as fast as possible, and they go to the market. Within nine nine months, you are able to raise a cow from birth to nine months, and it's on your table. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. If you're being conservative...
1: Vegetarians you, will hate
2: you for yeah, saying No that. problem, but we're, we're about 7 billion in the world. We have to feed people. Yeah. Let's be frank. We have people, IDPs, out there. We need to feed them. If we had feedlot systems or we had a meat bank or we had food banks, we would have opened our food banks at this point in time to feed our people. But it's unfortunate that our drive as government has, gone, has drifted away from that. They don't, have, they don't have a plan, a national or a state plan, that looks at Plateau State, for example, for the next 50 years or for the first, next 100 years. J.D. Gomuak had a plan for the next 100 years. After J.D. Gomok, who had another plan? We don't have a plan. Let's say Jang probably came up with a plan, which was still part of J.D. Gomok's plan. So what national plan, what state plan do we have as a people? So that thing didn't see the light of day because it's flawed. And there's well, Plato, a high Pla- level Plato was among
1: the state that got see, $71 the, To be billion. shocked,
2: the land that Lalong gave was a gazetted land by J.D. Gomok for a state cattle ranch that was done in 1973. Go and check the documents. The one in Wasi that was meant to be commissioned. Yes. He just picked the file and looked at it and saw that there was a gazetted line by the state government already and then presented it to the federal government. So show me a leader in Plateau State that came up with the national or a state plan.
3: But then again, he got some backlash. And I know. Yeah, seriously, he did. Was his action right or it was ill-advised or <laughs> ill constituted I don't know. What do you... Because, If there was that kind of document in existence and then it wasn't implemented and they need rules for its implementation, he then goes forward to say, look, we have this and it's workable. Then he came under heavy criticism. I think he didn't he didn't he didn't come out to really explain,
2: Okay, this is how it is. This is a gazetted land. This is what is meant to be. But the actual design that JD Gomoh had for that project at that time was to be plateau citizens to run the ranch there. Why would we have foreigners to run a ranch in that place? We would have to. We have to confront it. It's All our right. land. All it right. should be me and you to to run the ranch in those places.
1: Well, uh, let's open the phone lines. Zero eight one two one eight seven 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 or 90 zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Before you call, turn down the volume of your radio. We've been having a chat with uh, Dr. Daniel Meshak, Pharmacist Kim uh, jerry Bort, and Evangelist Paul gintry Woodyama. While Well, Gilbert, will give you a shot. On video.
3: Facebook, you can go to JFM Live, and on Twitter, you can go to JFM just to drop your comment.
1: Let's take the first call. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello,
5: good evening.
1: Tell us your name and join the conversation, please.
5: My name is Jira, from Old Park. We're
1: well, listening to you, sir.
5: Well, I've been so interested this are i I can think that I've one to have a then I'm and said again and that i told a woman that
1: appreciate the uh the call anyway zero eight one two one eight seven 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 hello and good evening okay zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine hello and good evening okay I don't really know what's going on with the phone lines but uh uh let's keep hope and see uh okay let's try this hello hello good evening thank you for calling sir
5: thank you this
1: is Turn down the volume of your radio please.
5: Okay. Now, can I hear you hear me,
1: sir? Yeah, I can hear you.
5: Yes, sir. This is Joseph.
1: Go ahead, sir, we're listening.
5: Yes, sir. Um the the program sir, this very program is a very, very educative one and I love it so much. But my problem is I don't know whether the government I mean the city government always Know that things like this are going on, or do we just consume it within us and then that's all? It's a question, sir. Thank you. Okay, <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I hope the guests will uh, respond uh, to your question. Hello, okay, uh, uh okay, 081 or you call 090. 090- Five five
5: six 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 nine nine. Hello. Yeah. Hello.
1: Yeah. Good evening. Thank you for calling.
5: Yeah. Thank you. Tell us your name. Okay. My name is James. I'm calling from Joss. Just- Go ahead, James. All right. I. Uh, I. What I just want to say that. Uh. We, class, for people, we have to be united because. Uh. One of uh, our things that is causing uh all of this uh attack is we are not united. A wildlife for uh, a, a, for us, losing a life uh, in Plato is, is for all. So I think that all the tribes in Plato, we just have to be united. Because when we are united, we can fight and conquer our enemies. And besides, in Plato State, we have leaders. We have our elders. But our elders in Plato State, um, it's only like few that they are spoken, but most of them, they are not spoken. They need to speak. They need to speak. And our governor, uh, governor to throughout last week and this week, he have been going around to many states. If he can go to another state, I watch it in, in TV, when he went to State and he donated uh, about something million. What can you not even say half of that money, just give it to those IDPs? He will really solve a lot of issues. Let Governor Lalonde remember that the blood of people that have been killed in plato in these eight years, whether he likes it or not, is going to speak. God will ask him one day.
1: Yeah, but we should ask him here. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't know about God. I, what I know about is here. You know, so we should ask him here because he has our vote. Uh, I don't know, but uh, Pidan. Have you seen any statement from PIDAN? PIDAN is Plateau Initiative for the Development and Advancement of the Natives. Uh, During election, they invited candidates (laughs) to come and hear their manifesto. And, you know, uh, from the back door, we heard that money exchange, hands. Do you think PIDAN should mobilize uh, our resources? And, you know, because they are supposed to be an umbrella organization speaking and representing the 54 indigenous ethnic tribes, you know, in Plateau.
2: They should come out with a statement. Are they not plateau citizens?
1: No, but they are our leaders. They're supposed to, you know, speak. See, um, uh, they they are our leaders. I,
2: I tend to agree that they are partly our leaders, but I, you, and these two guests sitting down here are the elders of the state because our voice is what people are listening to. Man, I'm clocking 50 in the next four years. I'm an elder statesman in this state. So I have a voice to lend. This is my best way of fighting the battle, to tell our history as plateau people. That is my fight. Mm-hmm. And any, anyone that cares to listen, he should listen to me and know his history and prepare yourself for the future. All right. Doctor, well, well, the-
6: well, well, For me, I will say that so far in this response, I don't think I've ever seen plateau people united as now because I I see a lot of support from the different tribes, from the Tarok, yeah. from the from no, we're talking the, about pidan. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm trying to say is that, um, irrespective of what pidan does, this is about the people. The people have moved ahead, and I'm sure maybe pidan. You know, even the other associations, other tribes are members of PIDA. Of course. So yeah. probably it's a strategy for the members to speak first before the umbrella body mm-hmm. will speak later. I don't know. I'm just uh, trying to yeah. okay, this at is speculation.: at different possibilities. <laughs> yeah. But at this point in time, I, I, I think that uh, we shouldn't shy away from. There are people that the Constitution, the law, has given them responsibility. Mm. When you look at international convention, wherever there are IDPs, Internally displaced persons. It is the responsibility of the government yeah. 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 that these people are in, yeah. residing in those states to take care of those people, to provide assistance, and to protect them. No human being deserves this indignity. Hmm. Im- just imagine this situation. That a young girl who is menstruating, she is in the camp. No water, no sanitary pad, no clothes to change you know just imagine the indignity that such a girl is exposed to yeah in the camp they are exposed to even they are vulnerable gender-based violence a lot of exploitation sexual exploits and the rest these are all these things how can you leave your people and go outside and saying things and you leave your people without support if you even have sent support i would have said okay but it doesn't, we need to do better. Mm. Our, I feel that there's a failure of leadership mm. in the management of this crisis. It's yeah.
1: not a feel. It's not your feeling. It's the reality. It's staring us at the face.
6: Yeah. And I, it's so sad.
1: Well, Gilbert will take us through, Shoshamina, maybe after this phone call. Hello. Hello. You need Hi. to speak up. Tell us your name and join the conversation, please.
5: Okay. I'm Solomon from Mangu.
1: Solomon from Mangu. Go ahead, sir. Yeah.
5: What's, what's happening in you know, Monday is something that we can't talk about right? Because uh, we are been seeing where soldiers are not protecting human beings, but they are protecting cows. Acting now we cows, or human beings uh, are yeah, mm-hmm. killing human beings anyhow. So we don't know what to say about all these people. Mm-hmm. We don't know whether they send them to protect us or they send them to protect human uh, cows. So this year has happened almost two times now where we get those the attack is powerful, not
1: taking human rights. So,
5: thank you, th- you. Yeah, thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Gilberto.
3: Dimas Bala is saying the truth is there is no hope under this administration and keeping hope under La Long Alongs regime is a total waste of time. Peter Agnes says, I don't think security agencies are even ready to guide the innocent citizens. Despite the security, okay, despite the attack, still ongoing. Moses Sunday AVAV AV says, the happenings on the plateau called for serious attention. Government on the plateau has failed um, all right, to protect the people. Hapsul Manasseh is saying, good evening, Sunset. This is so devastating for people to be displaced in their ancestral homes. Comrade Dadong Antibas is saying, investigating APC and La Long administration on the plateau by the incoming government will be a huge development to plateau people. Mm. This is the worst administration on the plateau in the democratic dispensation. Stanley S. says, Let us join hands together to defend ourselves before it is too late. Elegant Matt says, Good evening. Killings are bound to continue because all the governor does is pay lip service. Tongman Morshishak says, since we don't have leaders who can secure us, what are we going to do? Ephraim Choji says, honestly speaking, I think we have overflowed the issues of killings. What we need as a people is physical evidence that this issue is been taken care of or handled and put all necessary measures or missionaries to curtail the happenings. Albert Akaya says, When will these attacks and killings end? Um, Alright. Moses Daniel says, From the beginning of this administration, Insecurity has been ravaging the state. We all know that Lalong has failed plateau entirely. Thank God, 29th May is around the corner. Comrade Dawes Longa says, All is propaganda. The presence of security agencies in some communities to Mongol local governments only in the daytime. While the killings of our people continue in the night... By Hertzman, we are dying in silence. Please, the federal government should come to our rescue. Mm-hmm. All right. Felkuka factors go on. It says it's simply, so sad. Good evening, Ponsack and Gilbert. Yeah,
1: Ponsack. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's let me return to the guests. Uh, starting with uh, Evangelist Paul Gendry Woodyama. Where will, where are we, where should we go from here? Well, it's it's a hard pill to chew. Where do we
2: go from here? I would go back to a passenger statement and T.Y. Danjuma's statement that we shouldn't uh, trust the military institution. I believe constitutionally, every plateau citizen has a right to arm himself to protect himself. I would say it loud and clear. We used to not have bow to and arrow. No, okay. We used to have our bow and arrows when we were yeah, children. But now. if you say arm, you say Oh, okay. If if you have a bow and arrow, it's still an arm? So, you need to defend yourself, defend your community, stand up for your right. Don't be afraid. Because when you are afraid, you are, you are in silence, you die. All right.
1: We have to confront the issue head on. All right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Pharmacist uh, Kim Jaribot. Uh, what is the urgent need right now, and how can people support if? Uh, because we have big supermarketing in Jaws, we have distributors, Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, people who want to support, but they don't know how to support, maybe a phone number, whatever it is, you know, that uh, people can uh, make donations
0: through. Okay. Yeah. Um, do We have urgent needs at the moment. Mm. For example, uh, the need assessment that we carried out in the Pashina IDP camp is an urgent need for food, which is number one, water, number two. Clothing, number three. And then drugs, number four. In fact, uh, we one of the patients we saw today, no, two, not even one, two of the patients we saw in Mango today, uh, we, we, were, we were actually very shocked to, not, to notice that uh, the patient was already going into very d- severe depression, mm. uh, acute depression rather, and then the patient has not had a, such a history before. So the patient is automatically traumatized. And we had others also who had uh, panic attacks. So uh, you could actually provide assistance through a particular phone number that uh, Dr. Daniel Meshak will will provide. Uh, If you wish, you can provide that assistance. But again, I... I, They need food, basically. Yes, they need food. food. Uh, We could also drop a particular place where if you want to silently come and drop, we can also convey.
1: Please, go ahead. You can go ahead. Uh, well, Dr. Meshak is going to give all of the details Yeah, okay. Yeah, go ahead, Doc, and uh, give okay. all of the
6: details. So uh, thank you very much. Like you said, we really need uh, help from all uh, well-meaning people of Plateau State and beyond in this uh, response. So if you want to help, the Mogavu Development Association is leading, is coordinating this response. Okay. And so you can reach them in in Mangu at the Secretariat or uh, any of the branches. Where, where, where State in Mangu town? It's uh, just uh, around the Chief's Palace. the M- MD, MDA Secretariat. Yes. Okay. Close They're, to
1: the police station is just by the way.
6: Yeah. Yes. While um, also for us for the health uh, sector, we have uh, the Magavul uh, Healthcare Workers uh, mm-hmm. Forum and um, the number of uh, the leader, if you want to send help, is uh, 0803 uh, 5892 694. 0803 call it slowly now. Okay, is uh, Dr. Ma'an, who is the leader of the Magavu uh, Healthcare Workers Forum. So the number is 0803 5892. Six nine five. Thank you. Then uh, also, if you have things you want to donate, uh, first of all, you can go to Kimki Pharmacy uh, here at um, this Lamingo area. I'm sure most of us will know Kimki Pharmacy. And if you, in case you want to call the number,
0: zero eight zero six five nine zero nine two six
6: eight. Also, you can go to the office of the Nigerian Medical Association in Plateau State as Nikon House Anglujos or go to the office of the National Association of Nigerian Nurses, uh, Plateau State Office as the greenhouse in Yingu Rayfield. Thank you. Any of those places, you can drop it. Thank, uh, you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well,
1: uh, humans should help humans. Uh, yeah. Always, uh, we are our greatest saviour. Uh, we should help each other uh, where the need is great. Gilbert, you're yeah. one second. Where is our
3: milk of human kindness? Good evening, Plato.
1: Good evening. My name is Ponsak Fanap. The news will come here. way top of the hour, 6 o'clock by now. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming once again. Thank you, Thank you, sir. Yeah. <music> Non stop hits. This is JFM
6: 101.9. if
5: I don't win, I still have the courage that if someone wins, I will be motivated also to improve myself. What oh, would you want to win? Yes,
0: thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.